Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. farmer thank you for listening i look at my trees in blossom but i see not one bee the bees have gone but the bees have been replaced by ticks and you know as well as i do that we have no one to blame but ourselves for the lack of bees and the infestation of ticks it's obviously the fault of Daylight saving time.
much brain or much wit. Did you hear that an American soldier who was a prisoner somewhere is, is being exchanged for some foreign prisoners who are locked up at, I think it's Guantanamo? They call these people who are locked up in Guantanamo terrorists or insurgents. Now, I know nothing about this prisoner exchange. I know nothing about terrorists or insurgents other than what I read in the headline here. But I do know that if Peru invaded St. George, right here where I lived, and if those Peruvian soldiers dropped a bomb on my house that killed my wife, I know that I would break out my single-shot twenty-two, and I would become a terrorist or an insurgent, whatever you want to call me, and I would hide in the woods, and I would shoot at these foreign folks driving their military vehicles across the rhubarb patch in my backyard. What would it take to make you change from a Laura Biden citizen into a wild-eyed terrorist insurgent?
Please be kind. You haven't heard that song since you were quite small, have you? Django, of course. Probably from 1938. Yes, yes, we were, we were quite small then. There is a confession time here. There is a small wastebasket beneath the sink in the upstairs bathroom in my house. Because back in 1970, I asked my father to put a bathroom in a tiny thing, tiny room that had been a closet. The bathroom is small in this 1811 house, and there is no room on the wall for a rack for the toilet paper. There is no wall left over. Although now, now that I think about it, it could, I could attach the rack to the door. That looked kind of funny. Open the door, and the toilet paper would be hanging on the rack. But anyway. At present, the toilet paper lives on top of the water tank of the toilet. Yesterday, my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, asked me if I knew that I had thrown the roll of toilet paper into the wastebasket. Now, this means one of two things. Either I have reached the age where I am unaware of some of my actions, which is very dangerous indeed, or my wife Marsha, is weaving a web of fantasy that will pave the way for my eventual premature commitment. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening.
Who in the world was that, you say? Oh, yes, that was Marion and Bill Evans. Remember hearing Marion playing with Bill Evans, and she did stop playing. She said afterwards, I, did, I didn't know where you were. <laughs> What's going on here? I've got to move this mic back so it doesn't crackle in your ear. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. As you well know, you've heard me say this several times, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from you. We have an elderly friend who is forgetful. One morning, our elderly friend called to ask if Marsha remembered that she was going to take her to the store, even though Marsha's car was already parked in our friend's driveway. Another day, our friend spent quite a bit of time looking for a flag that she had just rolled up and put in the corner, all the while complaining that she couldn't understand who kept taking her things. As unfortunate as this sounds, the problem is even more acute along some sections of the main coast where women in their early thirties walk into a local tavern and immediately forget that they already have husbands.
song where you say Humble played the same tune twice. No. Yes, but you could hear if you were listening. <laughs> he got a little bit more in on that one, didn't he? Django, of course. Yes, what a difference. Two versions. That was that was the one they probably wanted to keep, that one right there. One morning, I was in a building and the sound system was playing a song. I'm going to yump-be-dumpy-deedle all night long. Now, I'm... I'm very deaf, so the only words I heard of this song were, I'm going to yump dumpy dumpy deedle all night long. Here in these lyrics, you might ask, why are there so many songs written for children and so few songs written for old folks? Because even though I couldn't understand all of the words to this song, I do now that the only thing a 78-year-old man wants to yumpy-dumpy-deedle do all night long is sleep.
Charlie Gray, that was given to me by Sony down in Eastport two, three, four, five years ago. You might remember hearing me say that when I first listened to it, it was so impressive. I kept playing it over and over. I listened to it for three hours or so. The entire time it took me to drive from Eastport to St. George, Maine, I listened to that very same song over and over and over and over and over. Very nice thing. You have heard me say, oh, you've heard me say so many things. You've heard me say that I haven't been able to go to the movies for years and years. 25, 30 years ago, I went to the movies with Julian and his wife Peggy, and every time some character would say something important, they'd bring up that background music. <laughs> so neither Julian nor I could hear what was said. We'd both ask Peggy, and she'd repeat it first on one side and then on the other. And I'd very likely laugh and look up just in time to see someone being strangled. <laughs> Why do they put that background music in movies so you can't hear what people are saying? It's like going to a party. Go to a party. If there's music, you might as well leave because you can't talk to anybody. Now, nowadays you might have noticed that some producers are putting background music behind the stories they tell on the radio. If I want to hear people telling a story that I can't understand because of the music in the background, I will listen to La Boheme.
Django here on the Humble Farm. I'm where with any luck at all. You can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Here on your favorite radio station, thank you again for listening. That was the Lumbath Walk, and that was something I used to hear when I was a little kid. It was a Swedish song, Handansath the Lumbath Walk, and I can't remember because I couldn't understand Swedish then, so I had no idea what the words were, but I heard of the Lumbath Walk at a very young age. Google is a wonderful thing. How else would I have learned that some scientists have discovered how to make teeth fill-ins out of the same polyethylene fibers used in bulletproof vests? If you're old enough, you can remember seeing Superman catch bullets in his teeth, Popeye used to do it too, and spitting them back at the bad guys. Think about this. Now, with her, what shall we call it, enhanced technical logical prowess, your average great-grandmother will be required to have her jaws licensed as a lethal weapon.
You might not guess this, but I'm really nothing but a potty animal. Yes. The other night I said to my wife, Masha, let's go out and have some fun tonight. And my wife said, that's a good idea. Leave the light on if you get home before I do.
Bloop, 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 Django. Not too, not too terribly long ago, a Rockland High School senior boy drove a Camden freshman girl home from a dance. On the doorstep, she leaned toward him and whispered in his ear, Please don't tell anyone that you brought me, brought me home. He said, Don't worry, I'm just as ashamed of it as you are.
The great Lenny Bro from Lewiston. The John Birch Society has a sign near my house in St. George, Maine. And I have been told, I've, I just heard this, I've been told that John Birch's are anti-communist. And of course, it goes without saying that they don't buy anything that comes from China. Because they know that every cent those rotten Chinese commies get is another nail in the coffin of American democracy. And when you think about it, now is a good, safe time to be anti-communist because you don't see all that many of them around anymore. Communists are almost as scarce as main people who will admit that years and years ago they were suckered into voting to enter a school administrative district. <laughs> My word, time again to remind you. 
fellow told me to do this years and years ago at a radio convention. He said, every 15 minutes you have to tell people who you are and where you are because you don't know they're riding in a car. They might have just picked up the station. They have no idea what they're listening to. So you've got to remind them every 15 minutes. You are listening to the humble farmer who plays old-fashioned music and well, makes a comment from time to time in between the songs. And I do this just for you every week at this time here on your favorite radio station. I thank you for listening. My email is thehumblefarmer at gmail.com and of course I would love to hear from you. Years and years ago, years and years and years ago, a most unpleasant man moved up here from Boston. After putting up with his foolishness for two, three years, one of the local boys thought he'd encourage this fellow to move back to Boston. So late one night, this kid comes up behind the man as the man got out of his car. The kid stuck a gun in his ribs and robbed him of $3.14. Well, the next day, that fellow packed up, moved back to Boston. Of course, everyone was glad to see him go, but not one of us was pleased with the way the kid had gone about it. And the next time I see the kid, I chewed him out for scaring this man to death. And the kid said, scared? Don't you know nothing about city people? They aren't afraid of hold-up men. When that Boston man felt my gun in his ribs, he got just plain homesick.
Gene Harris, very nice. The song is over. Dick Cash used to sing something like that. My cough is over, but the melody lingers on. Years and years and years ago, long before your time, long before the Internet, I wrote a humor column which appeared in over 50 newspapers in the United States and Canada. I used to run around and see Julian Rubinstein and Lawyer Crandall and Ed Coffin and Jimmy Parker and Richard Warner and listen to what they had to say, and I'd write it down in that little notebook that you still see me carrying in a pocket on my right pant leg. Now, you should please to understand that I wrote fiction. That means I made up wild, improbable, wild, crazy, improbable stories about people who did not exist. You have to be very careful to get your facts straight when you write fiction around here. Because otherwise, the people you are writing about will call you up and complain.
Almost time to get out of here. A friendship man who was trying to chop down the door to his ex-wife's house cut himself in the hand and had to have 20 stitches taken. Although he was unavailable for comment, his former wife said, Well, he never could do nothing right.